0: Hey everybody, happy Easter and welcome back. We're talking about Super Source today. Jason Ellis, my friend, I talk about him. I've been talking about him for almost two years and I'll tell you a real life story. Uh, Green Hills Grill, we've got all wood tables and some of the varnish is coming off on some of the tables and a server came to me and said, hey, I'd check with the guy that does the chemicals because these guys are notorious for raising the level of chemical. I think it's taken the varnish off the tables. Immediately I thought, well, there's no way because Jason's amazing, but I think it's funny that the first thing that people's brain goes to is that their company is doing that to them. I never doubted in my mind at all, but I called Jason. I said, Hey, is there any chemical in there that might take away a varnish? And he said, there's absolutely none. We make the chemicals. There's no problem. He said, I was in there last week. All of your bottles are labeled. Everything's perfect. You should have no issues. But I'd be happy to come by and look at the calibration, which I just checked last week. And I said, no, not a problem. I mean, if you are here, that's great. No worries. And I talked to Steven the owner, and he said, you know, the, the guy that did the varnish, he said he got a bad batch of varnish, and that's the problem. It has nothing else to do with it. But it's just amazing how people's brains go to this place, that it's they want to find blame for somebody. But me, working with Jason Ellis and working with SuperSource, I know that I've got somebody I can trust Who's working with my company. And I just love that. There's a sense of peace that I get working with Jason Ellis. If you want that same feeling, if you want to do that same thing, you should call him at 770-337-1143. He does dish machines, he does chemicals, and he does classes. He'll come teach and educate your team on how to use the right chemicals. He is the man honored to work with him here at Nashville Restaurant Radio. Jason Ellis at Super Source. and if you go to our website, NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com, click the Sponsors tab, and there you can find SuperSource. He's got a special deal for Nashville Restaurant Radio listeners. Go check him out right now. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now, here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host. We will be joined with Jen Ichikawa in this episode as we speak with Mr. Bob Bernstein. Bob is the owner of Bongo Java. He also owns my favorite breakfast slash coffee spot, Fido. And uh, he owns Greens Vegetarian Bongo East. The guy has been in Nashville forever, and we have so much fun during this interview. We go way back, way, way back. We, we reminisce about Nashville. We joke around. He tells an amazing story, which has an amazing finish, right? So the opening story you're going to hear, listen to the very end, because at the very end, I'm going to re- reveal what we did after the show. On our outro, you'll find out the answer to what we did, and it was kind of interesting. And I can tell you the person's name, but it was fun. Telling you a little bit about what we've got coming up This Friday is going to be Earth Day And on Earth Day, the 22nd We're going to be speaking with Jeffrey Ezell Jeffrey Ezell is the owner of The Compost Company They are a new sponsor on the show But more importantly, they're doing amazing things When I first heard his story and what he does I was just so excited I was excited to, to work with him I mean they take all of your food waste and they compost it and it helps reduce greenhouse gases and so many other things and I cannot wait for him to come on and talk about his story. Also, a week from this Monday, we are going to be talking with Marcy and Star from my other favorite place to go for breakfast and brunch and coffee and CBD, Anzi Blue. Chef Star is going to be in the Iron Fork, being April 28th, I believe it's a Thursday, she's one of the four chefs competing, and she comes on and talks all about what she's going to be doing. She's, she's confident. I love it. I love the dynamic between Marcy and Star, and that is an episode you do not want to miss. So we've got some great things coming up on Nashville Restaurant Radio. If you haven't subscribed, you need to go subscribe because today is Easter, and it's Sunday, and it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and this episode is out live right now. And if you didn't subscribe, you wouldn't know that until tomorrow when I post it, that it is out. So Mondays, sometimes on Fridays, you get new episodes that maybe sometimes come out on Sunday. Maybe sometimes they come out on Thursday. But we've got some fun episodes coming up. Uh, Thank you guys for all of the follows. Go follow us on Instagram at Nashville underscore restaurant underscore radio, where that's where we post to let you know all the cool news. And um, I think that's it. Hope you guys had a wonderful Easter and we will be catching up with you soon. Please enjoy this episode with Bob Bernstein. Oh.
1: Yeah, we are legally bound to stay together. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: so.
1: this is a big recording,
0: right? Uh, we are <laughs> we are recording oh, okay. officially That's now okay. and I will go ahead and say super excited today to welcome in Bob Bernstein to Nashville Restaurant Radio. Welcome Bob.
2: Welcome, thank you. It's just, uh, been a long time. It's been
0: I, fun. I feel so. I've, I had a meeting at Fido the other day, and I parked in the lot next to Fido, and I went over to get because I'm trying to be a good. You know, I go over to the little pay station lot because I've got a ticket there before. And no, I
2: don't tell the secrets of the parking at Panga. I won't tell the secrets. <laughs> don't do it. I will tell the don't secret. I will say the,
0: but I, I did something and this nice man comes up next to me and gives me some really good advice. There you go. How does that sound?
2: That's good. Yeah. And he
0: goes, and I said, thank you so much. I appreciate the advice. I'm going to do this thing because, and he goes, it's okay. I own the building. And I went, I knew it was you, Bob. I didn't want to say it. Uh, and I said, "Hey, Brandon Ash, Restaurant Radio." And then we, I said, I, "You got to come on the show." I'm three blocks up the street now, and he goes, "I'd love to." So here we are.
1: Here we are.
0: And three blocks up the street. Tell me the story on your way in here today. So,
2: so I got a little lost. Um,
0: As is customary with finding this custom- spot.
2: Well, it's it wasn't even the spot. Well, just say because I don't want to like give this. Okay, so I had the address <laughs> slightly wrong. But I go up to the door. I'm like, I didn't think this is where it was, but this is the address. And in the doorway, you can see through the glass, there's all these um, cooking cookbooks made into a desk. That's cool. I'm like, wow, that's a cool office you got. And then I'm like, nobody's answering the door. That is really cool. So I look at your text, and you say, come to the back. So I walk to the back. The back door is open. There's a kitchen. And right in the kitchen, there's a podcast station. What? Really? So I'm in the I'm in this kitchen yelling, "Hey, I'm here! Hello, anybody here? Nobody's coming." So I text, you know, I emailed you, and you said, um, "I go, I'm in a kitchen," and you're like, uh, "Call me." <laughs> <I'm> like <"What? laughs> I'm like hey, we have so a kitchen, so I walked into somebody's kitchen and just so kept yelling. I today? broke and entered today, and oh nobody my. showed up. Nobody showed up. So I kept thinking I heard something. I'm like. I'm glad they didn't come down with a well, gun. Damn it! I want to know. I, <laughs> I want to tell know. you off here where this house is, and you can go see it. Cause I want to really find cool. out
0: who's got a kitchen with a podcast studio in it and like a a desk made out of cookbooks. Yeah, it's I would really love to cool. do that.
2: Can you? Would love we could that. do a like we could do a tour. We can get them on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, it's probably somebody really famous. I don't know. I don't know. I want I just broke into.
1: Well, or at least somebody that has a lot of trust, because to just leave all the doors open. Yeah. I would never. Yeah. And there were some packages.
2: on the front. I was going to bring the packages to you. i like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, what fairy came in here and brought dropped off these? Pa- like, what package fairy? It's yeah, lovely. And I will
0: say that you came bearing gifts. I'll show on the screen here. We have uh, the Ethiopia Sidama. Sidama, yes. Sidama is the monthly roast.
2: It's our coffee of the month. Coffee little, of the month. little discounted uh, online and stuff. So uh, we pick a different one every month. Well,
0: that's very exciting because I'm always it's drinking coffee so what you tell me and I've, i have go across the street to kroger and i buy like lavaza coffee Ooh. that i've been using here because it's a strong good coffee and, yeah, and so you know I was like no we need to have a local kinda, coffee
2: you're a you're a local guy you do this radio station you need local coffee. it's all about
0: local so i gotta go. do it
1: yeah there was one time i made the coffee and i didn't know which was his and so i made whatever folders and he was like Ooh. um did you use the folders in there? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, that's not my coffee. And <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay, so you
0: can understand that, right? So there's a kitchen here, and this is a mixed use. There's a, a, a lot of other offices here.
2: It's a kitchen, but doesn't have a podcast studio with a desk made out of cooking. Nothing no, like that. Not. No, no, but it. I'm hoping this person's listening to this station. They're like,
0: <laughs> Bob was in my kitchen. I probably know the person. You, <laughs> I'll, I'll bet we do. <laughs> like, there's no way we don't. How can you not know who this person is? It's like Sean Brock's house. Right, he could have cooked me dinner or lunch or something. Yeah, it's been amazing. <laughs> I could have brought more gifts. I tell you, I'm I'm like so enthused. I want to know who that is so bad.
1: Well, he'll tell you off air where the address is, so you can go break in.
0: Well, welcome to this studio. This is nice. Is this studio like the studio they had? Um, I don't see the kitchen. Just say this it's is nicer. Say oh, it's oh, this nicer. is nicer. Oh, this there we definitely go. a nicer
2: podcast setup. <laughs> But it was a kitchen. and It actually had some, it had a, I'm going to give it all away. It had a treadmill in the kitchen. What?
1: Wow. It, yeah.
2: I, I could describe Maybe it was it. like a modern I, day. I'm Julia getting myself Child. in trouble because I'm like admitting to breaking an injury. <laughs> we <laughs> didn't take anything. You didn't it take was anything an innocent mistake. We, we even saw see. you. Yeah. You're on well, somebody's camera. It's going we'll to be on TikTok we'll, tomorrow. We'll just keep that story that I didn't take. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. We'll continue that
0: story. <laughs> so, Bob, <laughs> welcome to the show. Last time you were on, you joined us for the Music City Roundup.
2: That's, I couldn't remember what we did. We were doing a show called the
0: Music City Roundup, and we did four or five interviews in a day. It, we were like 10-minute interviews. We'd have a show. It was like an hour and a half show, and it was live. And you logged in through StreamYard, and you hopped on. And I think it was me and Kelly Sutton.
2: That, that sounds right. I think me
0: and Kelly Sutton. And we just talked. To, we, we, were, we were talking about uh, Hillsboro Village. Okay. We were doing different areas We were highlighting different areas of town And Hillsboro Village was the thing And I wanted to talk about Fido And I think Kelly was like call Bob Bernstein I was like I don't, I don't have Bob's number And we messaged you and you were like yeah let's do it And so you came on and we talked a little bit about Fido A little about what your business was like In the middle of a pandemic What was going on And I remember thinking He has a lot to say right now Like he's got a lot of thoughts And we got to get more We got to do this again
2: Cool. I'm glad to be here. I've been waiting for your call. It's like sitting by the phone. This is the second thing I've done since the pandemic started the other interview with you, and now this one. So this is great. I've been sitting home waiting. And all you had to do is just walk
0: into somebody's random kitchen, and you could have had a third, you know? I could
2: could have called you from my one call from jail could have been uh, I'm not going to make the podcast. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to
0: be there. I've broken in jail that's fantastic well thank you for bringing me a cup of coffee too this sure. is really good i
2: feel bad i didn't bring two
1: it's okay i am at the point in the day where i probably won't have any more coffee okay. or i won't sleep tonight so we are no i'm worries. at the point where i
0: shouldn't but i do anyway because yeah. i have no willpower and i love coffee yeah, it's
1: well your kids sleep through the night yes mine don't so <laughs> i like have different needs
2: 15 month life. old
1: twins that's that's amazing thank you i'll show you them when we hang up they're okay. very cute they look okay. a lot like kenji they're adorable and how old are yours
0: mine are i have six and eight year old boys oh wow they're a little older just a little they they talk back
1: (laughs) mine do too i hear quack and duck all day long
0: (laughs) how is the coffee business tell me about what's going on in your life man man
2: life's fun it's uh, my kids are uh, almost 16 and almost 14 i guess Oh, well, so you two, had boys, two so boys two boys boys also like are yours
0: are boys i have a boy and a girl
2: boy and a girl okay
0: how mine are 20 months apart
2: yeah ours are 27
0: ish okay
2: yeah um so hanging out you know it's like a lot of entrepreneurs talk about how their family life suffered because of their business and i've always found it the opposite my business kind of like took a backseat once i had kids i got i had kids late in life and um, so once I had kids, it was like, I, I'd rather be with them. <laughs> yeah. So business grew and all that, but it wasn't like my full-time thing anymore. So I'm I'm glad I spent that time. I was eight, having kids older and having businesses that were mature too, that it gave me that freedom to do it. So I was lucky. I was so very lucky. Not like you got pregnant when you had, when you bought a business. That's yeah, we cool.
1: had a uniquely difficult first year, but that's okay. <laughs> it's good.
0: <laughs> Well, I think it's an interesting perspective though. I mean, because yeah. so many, we just had a gentleman in here who um, owns a barbecue company and he mm-hmm. lost his job in the pandemic due to just layoffs. And it was like light bulb. Wow, I want to spend more time with my kids. Like he he realized how much he missed. I think a lot of people had that experience mm-hmm. when they were forced to be at home with their kids and like, oh my gosh, they're, they're amazing. They do all these things. How did I miss all of this?
2: Well, we, I'm not as the... To- one good thing, I think, about the pandemic is people realize that there's life outside of work. I mean, it hasn't been great for my business since those people didn't sure. come back or they <laughs> found different careers. But I think as a society, at least for a moment, we had a chance to breathe and say, what what really do we want to do? It Give us, gave us all that pause.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I don't think we actually said, like, so I think I know who Bob Bernstein is. Everybody knows who Bob Bernstein is. But you own Bongo Java. I do. And... In Belmont, you have Bongo Java, the actual coffee house, coffee shop, Right, accurate way to say it. And then you also own Fido. Am I missing? Is there other locations, other things? What do you got going on?
2: Oh, we got so much going on. Um, No, uh, we've got Bongo East, which is slash Game Point because it's a board game cafe. Right off of Five Points. Right. I've been there a bunch of times. It's a great location. And then uh, hidden on Vanderbilt's campus we have Green's Vegetarian. Yeah. Which is uh, it's a kosher veget the only well, the first kosher certified restaurant and oldest vegetarian restaurant in town. It's right cool. next to the
0: Branscombe Quadrangle.
2: Very good. Wow. A Vandy guy.
0: Well, I sold them produce for a long time. And I sold Green's produce for a long time. <laughs> That's right. So I am uh, very yeah, familiar with right that location. From
2: the Memorial Gym is where I go.
0: Yes. yes. Yeah. Are you a Vandy fan? Sure. Why not? Why not?
2: Now I grew up in Chicago where college sports wasn't that big of a deal. It was more about pro. So nothing against Vandy or UT or anything. It's just, yeah, I'll support local and all that. But
0: I've chose Vanderbilt sure. as like my local team because I've lived in Nashville for 33 years. But I'm a Titans and Preds fan.
2: 33? When did you get here? 88. Me too. November of 88.
0: Uh, August, I think, of 88. Oh, beat me. Yeah. I'm more of a Nashvilleian ah, than you, man. You beat
1: me if it makes you feel any better. I, I probably got here before you were born. You did. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> um, I did live outside of Chicago for a little bit. Which part? Crystal Lake. Okay. I grew, up,
2: like, in, I grew up in Skokie.
1: Nice. Yeah, yeah, we lived there for a few years before we moved to Florida, and that's where I like grew up. But I like have this thing with Chicago where I love it, and I feel like I was part of it, but I wasn't. I was like seven or eight, <laughs> like Chicago adjacent in Crystal Lake. It's like so suburban there.
0: I was in a barbershop quartet, Skokie, Illinois.
1: Were you? What? <laughs> That's not real.
0: The Usual Suspects. Have you seen the movie The Usual Suspects? Oh, okay. oh, my God. Literally in, no okay. movie yeah. that you're And he goes, <laughs> Verbal Kent is in the studio, and he sees Skokie, Illinois, and then he goes, I was in a barbershop quartet in Skokie, Illinois. So the only reason I know the name Skokie, Illinois is from that movie.
2: Well, the, the only famous, well, the two famous things about Skokie is, one, back in 19... 19- 1976, 77. Uh, Skokie is a very large Jewish, not only Jewish population, but a Holocaust survivor population. Oh, wow. And back then, the, uh, the Nazis, young Nazis from Chicago, wanted to organize a march in Skokie. So that became this big controversy and famous. And Danny Kay, if you remember that actor, did a TV, made for TV movie called Skokie.
0: I kind of feel like uh, I only know Danny Kay from. Christmas vacation. Isn't he say tap dance like Danny fucking K. I don't know why
1: you're looking <laughs> at me like I don't know. Man, I
2: is this it's, movie, still movie trivia. Yeah, right. I'm telling you. That's I'm just I'm gonna
1: right. go now. <laughs> like, yeah, she's, yeah, I you've seen <laughs> Christmas vacation, right? No.
0: Oh, she's she's younger than us. But Christmas vacation's a classic. It's like saying like
1: But so are you, and that's why I'm glad that it's great for you. But I am so sorry. <laughs>
0: This is happening right this now. Is, uh, yes. I broke
2: into a house, and I'm talking about Danny K. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know you? what? I'm, I got... You know, I screwed up. Can we go back? I It was Danny Thomas, not Danny K. Oh, okay. Dennis. Danny Thomas. God.
1: I am none the wiser, so... Yeah, either way. Good. Yeah. Um, are you Jewish? I was going to ask you. I am. I was wondering. So I... Kenji, my husband, you know is not, right? But I, I grew assumed, up... I assumed, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but I grew up Jewish, so our kids are the only Jewish Japanese people, I think, ever. Um, But anyway... So one time I made Passover Seder dinner. Like I tried, I can't tell you how Matt how poorly I did. Like I wrecked. I think all Jewish for food for him going forward. Yeah, that's yeah. You should have him do the cooking next time. Well, he didn't know what the hell he was doing though. He was like, "What's a matzah ball?" <laughs> <laughs> like he never. Had. I mean, but, but really,
0: what is a matzah yeah, ball? Yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't even really know. I was just made, about to ask the same thing. Like, I don't.
1: It's matzahs bread. I mean, unleavened bread, right? And you make. Balls. Yeah. And put it in matzo ball soup. Anyway, it's not my, I don't cook. <laughs> I'm not great at it, but I was like, I'm going to be a good Jewish wife and I'm going to like make these things and I wrecked it. So we've been together six years. I think that was like four years ago. And ever since then, anytime I'm like, do you want me to try? No, I don't want you to try it. We're good. We're. Good. <laughs> I like bought Manischewitz. I did all of it and it was not good.
0: Do you know, <laughs> I remember this. I think this was, I think this was you. I'm going to talk about way before your time. Okay. okay. This is old Nashville again. Okay. Bongo Java was famous. Oh yeah. Famous, worldwide, famous. Oh, I know where you're going with because the- because they made a cinnamon roll, and Mother is it Mother Teresa Mother Teresa's face was in the cinnamon roll. Am I?
2: You're ninety eight percent right. We didn't make it. We it was like just a, we had a third-party vendor okay but we one of my employees picked up this cinnamon bun and looked at it and said that looks like mother Teresa."
1: is that like grilled cheeses like there was that picked yeah yeah
2: same kind of thing okay but we were i mean this is when the internet was just starting to happen yeah this was uh 96 okay and we got a million hits on a website when wow. I mean million hits is still big deal, but we yeah. got a million hits in ninety six. That's like everyone that had the internet. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> Didn't <laughs> People magazine like pick it up? Every I mean everybody picked it up. It was on the news. Dave, David Letter. <laughs> what um
0: Late Show with David Letterman?
2: Yeah, what's the music guy, Paul, Paul Schaefer. Schaefer? Paul Schaefer did a five minute song and dance routine about Why America's great is because we can find famous people in our in our food items. Wow! So we were we were everywhere. That's awesome. I I was on burden of proof debating Mother Teresa's attorney about copyright law. Shut up! (laughs) That's that's how crazy this thing got. That's wild. Which you should not watch because I was nervous as. I was
1: gonna say now I want to go look all this up. It's
2: it is true. Oh, it's all yeah. Just Google nun bun and you'll.
1: Yeah. Nun bun. Nun oh my bun. gosh, that's yes. crazy.
2: Which was our fault? We wanted to call it the Immaculate Confection.
1: Did you sell it or did you keep Somebody it? Somebody stole it. Really? They
2: broke into the store at night on Christmas Eve.
1: Is this like cosmic karma then for I today? Think so. yeah. yeah.
2: For breaking. <laughs> oh, I should have looked in the kitchen for the nun
0: bun. I thought it. <laughs> <it> you <was> there. <laughs>
1: We're just trying to lead you back to it. Here it is. By
0: the way, I pulled it up for you. There's the. I nun. mean that. There it is. That's
1: pretty. That's Mother Teresa. That's I mean, her. that's wild. And that, yeah. yeah.
0: You see why it got a million hits?
1: Yeah. What
2: I did, it, what I did that... I people believe when they were trying to prove that she was a saint that they didn't call us and say, hey, this is one of the miracles. But right. That was, that was my only <laughs> disappointment with that thing.
0: But what kind of crazy good fortune is that? I mean, what did that do for your business?
2: Well, it was, you know, it did help, admittedly, for a short period of time. But, um, and we sold, you know, a few hundred t-shirts, but... As I told people, we were the most famous coffee house in the world for about 10 minutes, but um, it was fun. Yeah. Another, I mean, I was just thinking of random things that happened at any time. We took the bun to a coffee convention in Atlanta, and we had a booth set up trying to sell coffee, but we were, I mean, I was pretty big. People wanted to see the bun because it was, it was big time.
0: Wow. Were you the employee time. that, like, first noticed it? Did you do anything special for?
2: No, he he, he didn't really want to be in the limelight. He kind of just discovered it he was kind of a spiritual kind of guy and just kind of like you know I found this but uh two other employees made a short fifteen minute like mockumentary about it it was <laughs> it was a lot of fun that's probably on the internet somewhere too I don't yeah. know. yeah
0: it's just it's just crazy how things like that I wonder how if that was today oh, that was like you know how okay. viral that would have been
2: well I'll update this I just realized that um in uh, the i think it's like the somewhere in uh, England they're one of those documentary channels. They just came, flew here to interview me about the nun bun because they're doing this four or five part series about Mother Teresa. And it was supposed to be aired um, recently, but I guess the war and stuff delayed it a little bit. But the nun bun's—I mean, it never dies. It's
0: going to be. In- he did do other things. It's not just the podcast.
1: All I keep thinking about is <laughs> I want <laughs> <laughs> to. Think- yeah. Okay, we I'll call him out. I'll he he wasn't just waiting there for my call. Okay. Three <laughs> thirds. Okay. Three things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I keep thinking about the Halloween hat. costume for this because like I love the phrase oh, nun bun. Best. I love that. And yeah. I feel like from the bottom half you're like a cinnamon bun, and then up top you just have like a Mother Teresa mask. That'd be good. That'd be good, right? I yeah. feel like we should do We've like a nun bun. No, where, we can where, do it you, where, this where Halloween. Were you, like, 20 years ago? We'll do it this Halloween. Yeah. We'll bring it back. Vintage Nashville like a Nun Bun They're, Like costume. OG
0: Nashville. You can show up and you're like, I'm the Nun Bun. Like nobody knows what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. You're not Nashville. Yeah. If you know what it is. There you go. That was a that was a junior in high school when that happened and that was in my heavy coffee shop days where we would go and hang out there was a coffee shop in elliston place right on the corner there Mm -hmm. i can't think of what it was called now but there was bongo java i mean there was that was when you were 17 18 that's where we were hanging out at coffee shops there you go you could smoke cigarettes and
1: well, Fido is has like a very special place in my heart. Because when I moved here, I didn't know anyone and I'd never been. And so I had no friends. And I'm a writer. Like, that's what I love to do. So I used to go... I could only... I'm still nine years here, very directionally challenged. But I could get to Fido. Like I knew how to get there. My car didn't have GPS. So it was like a 98 Camry and whatever. So anyway, I would drive to Fido and I would get the same thing. I would always get the, it was like the grilled chicken dish. There was like sweet potatoes and whatever. I like loved that plate. I would get that. And then I would like go to Pangea and buy a couple things and walk up to the flower mart up the road. So Hillsborough village became my favorite spot in all the city. And I would just go to Fido and write, but your Wi Fi was always down. Cause it was always popular right like it was always busy so one day after I'd been there for like a month straight I think one of the employees was like here's a hint if the Christmas lights (laughs) and then I felt like oh my god I made it like I I know a thing insider thing in Nashville I know when I can get the wi-fi at Fido and I felt so cool so, I just love Fido. <laughs> it,
2: t- it took me a while to figure that out, too. I'm like, why are these Christmas lights up here all year yes, long? And they're like, yeah. that's the Wi
1: Fi. That's the Wi Fi. I had you no know? idea. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's never happened on the show.
0: No, I don't. I never uh, went to. He's never. There's things he doesn't know. No, where
1: I know something that he doesn't know. Oh, like, no. that never happens. But
0: I've been to Fido 500 times because yeah. I used to live in a condo directly behind Sam's. Okay. Yeah. So, there's these co- brick condos right there. My my windows overlooked like Sam's parking lot and it was like Zoomy sushi and these other, but that was like the heyday. That's my favorite time. I think with Jackson's and we would go to Fido. I sat in the corner of Fido. We sat and we watched the crane tear that building down. My office was in that building. It was the saddest thing. I was like, above the shoe repair. Yeah, but the shoe, I got, I would get my shoes repaired there. I had a pair of, I don't know what kind of boots they were, but like, I just, I was just the saddest thing, but we were there every day. I mean, I w- walk yeah. in, eggs, McFido, everything bagel, scrambled cheddar cheese, local sausage or bacon, pinning the day that I was with the local latte, 12 ounce in a to-go cup.
2: You're making me so nostalgic.
1: I miss those days. Like not, I wasn't there that long ago. Oh, Hillsborough Village though. The old Hillsborough days. Village, Jackson's back. I was here for Jackson's too. And Bosco's oh. was still here. And I, Pangea is forever like one of my favorite spots and i was there the week it closed because i just couldn't handle it <laughs> i love old hillsborough village so much
2: it's funny sandra the old owner just emailed me the there today i think mm-hmm. um did you see the the email i just sent you before this whole thing no oh i said very last minute i sent you our latest newsletter from bongo saying you know, it might be something we could talk about but yeah oh what anyway, is, anyway, is it sandra we'll, comment about let's
0: it. talk about it what was on it
2: it Well, it was, it was my annual favorite holiday newsletter, um, April F- Fool's Day. So, that's Is your favorite it holiday?
1: It's my favorite okay, holiday. Okay, tell me why, because it's my least favorite. Really? I'm so gullible.
2: I know, and that's what's so fun. There's people like <laughs> you out there. <laughs> that's why I love it. Praise on you. I, gr- I grew up in that kind of family. We do all this stuff, and my wife hates that stuff, so I go, once a year, I get to do it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I fall for all of it.
0: <laughs> what did you do?
2: Well, this year... You, I mean, I've done some wacky things. This year was more political, local political. It was all about um, turning back the clock 15 years, yeah. saying that's when Nashville was great. And I gave some suggestions at the end about how we could go back there. But it was kind of fun. Yeah.
0: What are they? <laughs> you can't just say uh, gave <laughs> some suggestions. I, I, we I, could I mean, talk it was about it. Called, He's like,
1: subscribe t- to the newsletter, people. Yeah, we
2: was. We called it, you know, because in the news it was um, – they're talking about daylight savings time. Mm-hmm. Change, make ending it permanent. Yeah. So we call it, I called it Bongo Bongo Savings Time, but the the logo on there is BS.
0: Oh. Uh, anyway, so it was just my initials.
1: Yeah.
2: Wow. Sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> I, people <laughs> no, are like that I makes break? sense. That makes sense. Yeah.
2: That's funny. I didn't think about that.
0: We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. What Chefs Want has been serving the Nashville restaurant community for over 15 years. During that time, they've worked tirelessly to be, well, what chefs want. Seven-day deliveries, no fuel charges, 24-7 customer care, unparalleled availability, and they'll split almost everything they sell. If you're the kind of person that wants to see what's new when it comes in stock, you should follow them on the socials. At what chefs want and sign up to be a customer at whatchefswant.com. Hey, everybody, today we're talking about my good friend Ben Ellsworth and GigPro. After years of spending too much time and money on useless staffing software, Ben Ellsworth knew something had to change. So, out of necessity, GigPro was born. GigPro is the on demand marketplace for hospitality staffing, they're changing the way people work and hire. If you download the GigPro app today, you can get the help you need. GigPro has an exclusive promo offer for Nashville Restaurant Radio listeners. Sign up at go.gigpro.com forward slash N-R-R-B-I-Z. And make sure that you use that code. I want them to know that you came from Nashville Restaurant Radio. That again is go.gigpro.com forward slash N-R-R-B-I-Z. That code will get you your first gig for free up to $200. Go check them out right now. All right. Today, we are talking about net checks, net checks, man. I tell you what, net checks. Have you heard? I start thinking about netchecks.com and I just get, I get excited. I mean, payroll, taxes, human resources. Oh, this is my jam. Hey, look, I'm a restaurant person and I'm good at dealing with people, all of the things. But you know what? All this HR, payroll, taxes, that is not necessarily my jam, which is why NetChecks is here. They make it so darn easy. Recruiting and onboarding, performance management, human resources, they do the scheduling. They're like a, like a, a program. You can go and put your schedule. It'll fill it out for you. You need that. That makes your life easier. Stop using an Excel spreadsheet. They do payroll. They do taxes. And it's all wrapped up nice and neat in a mobile app. You need to go check them out right now. If you are like me and don't like doing all these things, they make it so easy that anyone can do it right now. NetChecks is always on the employee experience. Thanks for listening. Please go support my sponsors. Go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com. Click the sponsors tab for special offers from all of them. Now back to Bob Bernstein.
2: Um, no, I, t- I it was just I, a big part of what I've been going through the last 10, 15 years is like this changes in Nashville and trying to figure out do I still mentally fit here <laughs> because I I I moved here in '88, like we said, and um, thinking I was gonna use it as a springboard for my journalism career. That's how I moved here to be a journalist. Thinking, oh, you're two in the South, whatever. I'll get out of there as quickly as I can. But after a year, I realized I had it backwards. I didn't really like journalism. Um, but I liked the city, and I stayed. And, and it was a, I called it an easy place to be. It was just affordable. You can get anywhere in 10 minutes. It, they had enough of everything. There wasn't a lot of stuff. I mean, I remember cheering when the first Indian restaurant opened. <laughs> 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 um, but over the years, it's just grown so crazy. Um, it's very exciting, and, and you know, maybe if I was 20, 30 years old, I'd, I'd find this town really exciting. But I find it like hard to be, just drive my kids to school and all the potholes and the construction zones and the speed bumps they have to put out to to save a save neighborhoods. So, that's kind of the stuff and also been real involved, uh, pretty involved in education issues and wondering how this talk in Nashville about growth was gonna like provide all this money to get us great you know, city services, like better schools, sidewalks, transportation, all that I, hasn't come to fruition. So that's the kind of stuff that I was thinking about and wrote about in the newsletter. Um, talked about how if, you know, when we recruit new businesses, our new corporate headquarters here, if we would include facts like, yeah, it's a great city because we don't have to pay income tax, and we have really, I think that I think we're like forty fifth in the country in terms of overall tax rate. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's great, but well, we don't
0: need to give we we need them to pay more taxes. Yeah, but it all
2: means that we have schools that are t- completely underfunded. We don't. We have no sidewalks. We have potholes everywhere. Mm-hmm. We can't get our garbage picked up in time, and people don't correlate those two things so I tried to do it in kind of a silly way saying you know you have to also point out the negative stuff there that's going on I talked about how um, um, city council people and school board members should be required to hang out at the parks and talk to parents about young parents are always having conversation how do I get my kid in a good school it's always about the good schools because there's the perception is there's five good schools in Nashville and people need the elected officials need to hear that this is the kind of conversations going on it's not about hey you know titan's new stadium it's not about all the latest uh, greatest farm-to-table restaurant that's opening up it's about where can i put my kids in school where it's the building's not crumbling they'll, they'll actually have supplies and things like that so I try, I try to like poke fun at that and kind of tease it in a way saying hey let's start thinking about it
1: i love that i've i'm ba- i've been battling that for the last couple of years too when we Right before we decided to go forward with soy, I was kind of like, oh, but I think I might want to move. And Brian, or Kenji, I call him Brian. So (laughs) Kenji was like, why? Like, because he loves the city so much. And I loved it when I moved here. But yes, because it was easy to be here. Like, that's a great way to describe it. But as I've been here longer, and now we have kids and all these things, I'm like, you know, I, we live in Williamson County, and I don't want to put my kids in school in Williamson County because I do want them to have people that will look like them, and that likely won't happen out there. And I'm like very aware of that. I'm very aware of just d- these different things. And the city feels like it's been being built for tourists instead of for locals. And when I got here, like I loved Fido and I loved Pingia and I loved these things. And all of those things, I mean, Fido's still here, but pingia has gone. Jackson's is gone. Like we've talked about a ton of rest. Bosco's is gone. Like. Sam's. Sam's is gone. Like there's just so much uh, with, any, with any kind of growth obviously comes some, you have to, to have a new life. You have to leave some of your old life behind totally. But I didn't want to leave all that behind. And it feels like a lot of locals didn't want to, but all these tourists came. And so then Broadway changed and it became, you know, celebrities bars and things like that. And I don't know that I love the growth. I think I'm resentful for it because I want my old city back. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be a big conversation. In the next mayor's race is yeah. who who is the city for? born, What are we doing? Um, yeah, another one point in my 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 quoted seven point plan that had nine points was um, rent control for businesses that really help make us the ins- yeah. the end City, uh, because we are you know a lot of us being our forced out of business just because of rents. So mm-hmm. We're really fortunate that you know I've been in business so long. We bought a lot of our real estate. Where I sign really long deals, right? But um, that's why I, I try to talk about other people that just can't afford it. I mean, some of these businesses just naturally close because owners are, you know, getting to the point point they want to be there. But um, it's rough. It it's is. rough out there, and I'm starting to feel like our city doesn't. The look, feel, and taste of Nashville is going away. It's starting to look, feel, and taste like every other city. Yeah. And that's, you know, th- if if I had a cause and issue, that it'd be that in education. Those, those two things: local yeah. business and And education.
1: I totally agree with you. I don't feel like the city represents me the way that it used to. That's a good way of putting it. Neither my interests, like personally, professionally, any of that. Like, I just don't feel like it represents who I, the people I wanna raise. Or the person I want to grow into, or any of that, and that's. A, I mean, now we own a business, so we we are here for a while. Totally. yeah. So but we it's are really, here. yeah. It's
2: funny to hear you want to move from Williamson County into the city. Yeah. But the problem is it's so unaffordable.
1: So is Williamson. I mean, it's yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's true. That too, it's but more it's like, affordable than Williamson. yeah. Where
0: are you going to live? And you know, and
1: I'll tell you when we hang, when <laughs> hang up <laughs> what <while> we're looking at.
0: <laughs> well, I, I, it's near and dear to my heart. Also, I think that. I've asked myself the question, what can I do to help preserve our industry? Because what we're seeing is these national chains come in. I'm talking specifically about the restaurant industry for me. I forgot
2: forgot where where we were here. Yeah, (laughs) no.
0: Uh, But I mean, if you're a small local restaurant, you know, I love the story. I don't love the story. I hate the story of like 10 Angel. Right, so I mean, okay. Ten Angel is there, and you got Magiano's across the street. And I think I was selling them both produce at the same time, and I'm making up numbers right now. But like, I think Magiano's is around twenty one dollars a case for romaine, and Ten Angel is paying like thirty four. And you're like, how? And and he gets angry about that. Um, Balsam, right? Right. And he's angry, so he starts the Nashville Originals, and he let's bring all these people together, and then let's have this buying power to. To beat them and you get i think you get all the people together and he, nobody could agree on anything <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Typical were story. you part of the national originals yep. was that am i wrong with that i mean you,
2: there was a lot of that and then you get a bunch of small business owners in the room and we all have our own opinion about right how things should be done well how it should be marketed how it should look and feel i mean but but national originals did i think a good job for several years yeah and then it became uh i think people got tired up here I, it's it's an interesting thing cause people some people will say there's so many small businesses or small so many local businesses here. but I don't think anybody could really do what I did 30 years ago and, and not because I was so great, but the timing was affordable to do it i mm-hmm. I could afford to make mistakes I could afford to be weird and different uh, but now you know you have to have cocktails that are twenty dollars yeah another point in my nine point plan was you have to have cocktails can't be more than twice the minimum wage. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or the average cocktail. But um because that's what it's turning to is it's these higher you have to charge a lot of money yeah. to cover the rent and the labor and things like that. Yeah. And we're all you know, we all want to pay livable wages and all those things, but the rent and everything else is just is hard to balance that at the end of the day.
0: If you ever go downtown and I know I don't ever go downtown <laughs> But back when you know I was in sales and we had season tickets to the Predators, you'd go to Rippy's before you meet. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're bringing a couple people to the game. You go to Rippy's and you buy a, a bucket of. I remember, I bought like a bucket of Coors Lights one right? time, and it was like it would be fifty four dollars. I'm like, what the <laughs> actual fuck yeah. is going on here? And like, what? And you, I mean, you just have to pay it. I mean, you can. Okay, computer. I mean, whatever it was, I think it was with my tip. It was like fifty some dollars. Like, I just paid fifty four dollars for a six pack of Coors Light. And that's painful. Yeah. Yeah. Our conversation with Tom Morales, which I had a year and a half ago, the middle of this thing, he was still closed at Acme, but I love his perspective of wanting to preserve Nashville. Mm -hmm. Let's preserve. And, you know, he took the Loveless Cafe and made it something that's going to be around for a long time. The Southern, uh, I love Acme Feed and Seed, Woolworths. He just takes these original buildings and preserves them into something that's going to be long and lasting and I've talked to so many local restaurateurs that are welcoming this industry. Still, the local hospitality industry is still a pretty tight knit group of people, and I think that we just have to keep that going. When people come into town, we've got to embrace them, lo- inviting the local people in. But I think there's still a really good culture.
2: Oh, there is, and, and you know, in in a lot of ways, the restaurant uh, local restaurant world is is thriving in Asheville. And at the same time, you see these national and regional players coming in here, opening businesses in, you know, the, the average tourist or the person's been here a week and a half that's moved to Nashville, doesn't know the difference between something that's been here 20 years or something that's been here a week and a half and they have six other locations across the Southeast right. or three in Williamson County and two here and whatever. And to me, there's a big difference uh, between the one-off shops and the, and the, uh, Regional or national chains, yeah there's a big difference, big difference it's where the tax dollars are going is going back to that is like where are the profits going? Uh if the, <laughs> if you have profits in the restaurant industry <laughs> um, and things like that it, or where your donation's going and things like that so there's it's it's just interesting. I had a conversation with uh, one of those regional owners of restaurants and they were talking about how they're going be they're gonna do everything they can to be local I'm like, well are you gonna move here right No. Are you going to close all your shops? out there No. I'm like, well, then, you know, we don't have much to talk about. Yeah. uh, On that, because there's a huge difference to me. And I won't go to, I mean, I just don't go to those places.
1: Right. Well, and that's one of Brandon's points he makes a lot, too, of like, any time one of those, like, Nashville original places closes, when was the last time you went there? Like, we were talking (laughs) about Pangea, right? And, uh, I mean, to be fair... I did go to Pangaea a lot pre-pandemic and then pandemic hit and, you know, no one was going anywhere. But outside of that, like, it was, it did have me thinking of, like, what are the places I wouldn't want to lose? And, you know, some of those places don't fit in my current lifestyle. Like, I have kids, my husband's sober. Like, so a lot of those places I hope stay are just not places I'm going to frequent. Right. But when I'm waiting on somebody and they have a list of where should we go, I'm like, this is where you should go. Go to this bar, go to this bar, go to this restaurant. And, like, I just push those because... I do want to keep it local, and I, I listen. I'm I love Olive Garden. Like I love it deeply and passionately in my whole being. I really do. But
0: I don't even know who you are right now. I was going to say. I, no, I, I really I was, do. I was ready to walk out. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, I
1: like won't apologize for it. It's, I don't believe in guilty pleasures. I don't believe you should we feel guilty about pleasures. But anyway, I do love Olive Garden. That being said, my favorite restaurants are all local. Like the best restaurants I've been to are all here, and the people that work there, I know and I love and like. I'm actually surprised I hadn't met you mostly because you had, you do know my husband, but also like we knew so many peripheral people, but I love that you are now sitting across from me and we're talking about Fido and it has this like very core memory for me. And I, I love that aspect of Nashville and I just don't want to lose it. And I, I agree with you. I think the restaurant community can be very welcoming, but I think for the people that come in not anticipating it being welcoming and they come in kind of like an asshole, I don't know that I wish for their success. I just hope that they change their attitude about it,
0: I guess. Well, people can change. I, I remember my biggest thing, I think, is when Davis Kid closed. Right? Davis Kid closed, and everybody was up in arms and they're like, How can Davis Kid close? I'm like, When was the last time you were there? And like, Well, I just get my books on Amazon now. It's like, right. exactly. That's why they're closed. Yeah. I, I pulled this up right here because I just bought Pat Martin's oh, Life wow. of Fire. But you can see this is a signed edition from Parnassus. Very good. Like, I love I'm, Parnassus. Good for you. <laughs> but, like, I'm not my, like, I wanted, I went to Parnassus mm-hmm. to buy this book. I didn't know it was signed, but I got, I was like, oh, it gets signed. But, like, still, you got to support gotta local support people. Local. Yep. Yeah. Fleet Feeder, you know, there's all these little places in Green Hills. I love the Donut Den, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, Norman Fox is one of the nicest people I've ever met. and He's been here forever. Been there forever. And, you know, people are, let's go to $5. Let's go to these other donuts. That's, like... Green Hills, go check out Fox's Donut Den. That guy is is local. Is lo- he's in there. He was there last Sunday. I walked in. I bought donuts for the Green Hills Grill, and um, and he's in there. He's got a you know a, a apron on, and he's making donuts. And the guy's done it forever. I mean, he and he's just a good dude. I love supporting did people. Did he start Donut Den? Yeah, I can't remember. I can't, re- I know, Norman I can't remember. Norman his- Fox is Fox's Donut Den. That's his place. I
2: can't remember the whole story. I used to play up basketball with him back, you know, who knows how many years ago.
0: I remember going to sounds games in like 1992, like at Greer stadium. And they had the Foxes donut. They had, there's a big that's donut. Right. They used it to throw, throw baseballs, baseballs through the yeah, donut hole. I'm like, that yeah. that's, Oh gee stuff. That's like Nashville original. That guy was supporting the sounds in 92. That was rough. The not, sport.
2: That, yeah. that, that stadium was rough.
0: But God. I still remember that. I mean, that was a cool. That like those are like those fond Nashville memories for Man, me. Yeah,
2: now we go to the, the Sound Stadium to sit in right field and not pay attention to the game.
0: No, you play miniature golf. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the bandbox back there, I think, is a really cool oh, it's, concept.
2: It's, it's awesome, but it's it's a uh, yeah, it's not the same as. 92 well they have
1: <sighs> the strategic brothers ben and max have such a good way of combining local and tourists like they are just uniquely gifted i think at that in all of their locations like locals go there and tourists go there whereas like i feel like Broadway's gotten a little weird where that like is just for tourists you know so like ben and max i will praise forever i think yeah, it's incredible they've, they've done an incredible job incredible yeah. job like bastion
2: and what I, what I love about them is they've t- they've done what we've done but it times whatever, um, that each they keep doing different things. Yeah. They don't yeah. they don't open twelve of the same thing. Yeah, and that's 100%. what I really I love that one off kind of concept. That's Me too. It,
1: and it. each place has its own feel. Exactly. Like it's yeah, they and do. And now an they're doing job. these
2: partnerships with chefs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's just yeah they, they, yeah. Yeah. Good guys. Yeah.
0: Definitely I love the fact that they um their innovation in their fear like they will go They were the first ones at bar 23 and then they did paradise park like the idea of doing paradise park like this trailer resort on broadway before like all these different places were there i mean just the level of vision that those guys have and the execution of what they're able to do to me i think is in the way that they do it in nashville they're not in atlanta they're not they haven't moved to bigger cities They've put it all here, and they've they've elevated the game here as far as what we're doing food wise. Julia Sullivan over at Henrietta Red, James Beard nominee. You know Josh Habegger. Uh, the idea of the Patterson House, the first place that opened, like no sign, tiny little place, eight different types of ice. Like, what, what, what are you um, doing? I he's, just th- he's
2: got a great story with the Goldberg brothers. Have you heard that, how they found him?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. no. I, he, came,
2: I, he came to be a bartender, and then he kind of just said, hey, come over for brunch one day. And they're like, oh, my God, this guy could cook. <laughs> <laughs> he became one of the best chefs in town, so it's it's yeah. awesome.
0: And it was his idea. Uh, I've had both – I had Benjamin Goldberg on the show, and I've had Josh on the show to kind of tell these stories. Oh, okay. But I love the idea. He When he started bartending, he was a chef, and he was at Alinea in Chicago with Grant Ackett. Right. And he came – to Nashville to be a bartender, essentially, but he was the general manager of um, the Patterson House. But what he did was he, he would make, he goes, this is kind of like being a chef, but I made drinks and then I set them in front of people and I got to watch them. And I got to watch and see what they did so I could actively work on my craft, right? So if I make a drink and set it in front of somebody and they took the sprig mint and threw it to the side, or did they take a picture first? Did they clean the thing off the rim or what like what did they do with it and every time if I saw four times they took the mint and threw it aside well I'm gonna not put that mint I'm gonna do a different thing and I could actively make every drink better by watching and he goes what if we could do that as a chef because most chefs are in a kitchen they make a dish they spin it in the window and then they go on to the next dish he goes but what if we could make a dish set it in front of somebody and watch what they do with it. And I could constantly be getting better. He goes, and that's where the idea for the catbird seat came from.
2: Yeah, It was great. Catbird. And yeah.
0: he told, he told a bunch of people about this idea. And they all went, you'll never make money doing that. And he goes, and I told Max Goldberg and he goes, let's do it. He goes, "But well, how are you gonna make money? He goes, I don't care. I love the idea. Like let's, we'll figure that out, but like, let's just do it. And he was like, really? Like, and I asked Ben, I go, what do you have, What part of you sees that vision and just says, yes, I'm willing to take that risk because so many people are risk averse that would say, well, I need to put the numbers together, but you had that gut. You knew this guy was special and he could pull it off. And there it is. James Beard nominated. You know, that's just amazing how they do stuff like that.
2: And that's what, I guess there's, there's still that, I mean, the Goldberg brothers and others have that here in Nashville, but that spirit of let's just try something different. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about Nashville. It has that. Yeah. And that's what I'm afraid we're going to lose over time. I know, time. I agree. It's this, you know, back when I was a reporter, people told me that Nashville's special because it was built on co-writing, because people worked together, and it was a cooperative city, rather than, you know, I'm not going to tell you my idea because you might right. do it. Um, but that's, that's the spirit I love about Nashville, and I, it's like every time I get, I make my list of things I don't like about Nashville, I keep coming back to that. It's a creative city. You can still do what you want, it's just a lot more expensive or harder to do.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I, f- I find that if you if you're intentional, I think anything in life that you're intentional with, you can do whatever you want to do. But if you're intentional with eating local and finding local, you're going to run into this. People that feel the same way. If you're in- intentional in shopping local, it's for me driving through Green Hills that drives me up the wall. It's the tra- for me honestly. I'm at the point. I'm from Southern California originally. Traffic is terrible
2: well, It's funny because back in the day as a reporter which is back in 88 89 i wrote a story about the traffic at green hill <laughs> how bad oh. it, how bad it was and my feeling was like just bomb it and start over and <laughs> you know coming from chicago where everything is you know straight this way straight that way it's like total grid you look at green hill and you're like oh my god so
0: it, I me, like, it hasn't changed i said you know what the least uttered phrase in nashville is having a restaurant in green hills Hey, let's go to Green Hills and have lunch. Right. Like said, nobody in Nashville ever. It's like, let's just, you mean, did you say avoid Green Hills like the plague? Because I don't want to go there if I can avoid it. It's people that live inside of Green Hills that are that we see all the time at the grill. But nobody says that.
1: So you moved here for journalism?
2: Yeah, I moved here to be a reporter for the Business Journal.
1: That's very cool. I got my. I have an English degree because I wanted to be a, like a big writer someday, and I had a column with the Tennessean. I don't know if you remember 12th and Broad.
2: I kind of do, yeah.
1: So, right when I moved here is when yeah. they launched it, and it was this, like, weird little column. Well, mine was a weird little column, but 12th and Broad was supposed to be for, like, the new Nashvilleans like, coming in. It was, like, a little in. insert or something? It had its own magazine, and it was, it looked kind of like the scene. Like, you know how the scene yeah. is huge? So, anyway, mine was about, like, being single and young and living in Nashville and just moving here and stuff, and then I worked for CMT after that, but, like, it was... That's that to me is like the greatest Nashville thing because I was like I didn't know anything and I could write off when I went out to eat or went on a date or whatever because I was working. (laughs) Write it all off. Yeah, so like I loved it. So I I can't imagine like right coming here in the late '80s, early '90s to write. It must have been so cool and so fun because it it super wasn't the booming city then.
2: No, I mean I was covering state government mostly and. Okay, I, started was, started, yeah, I started out with <laughs> I started out covering small business. I did that for yeah, and then I got switched to government, which is what I wanted to do. Sure. But doing that doing what you want to do got me into
0: <laughs> to opening a restaurant because hey, same. Not what I wanted to do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> same, same.
0: Do you have recommendations for government? I mean, like if we're oh, changing okay. the topic of conversation, I, I'm I'm not the one to get into deep government stuff. But I mean, is there if we have listeners out there who are listening? What, what changes do you feel like we need? What, what are the things that we're missing? I had Kerry Bringle on. He wrote that big op-ed, you know, with the 34% income tax. Right. And I had him on and I said, will you break down for me what you're talking about? And he went into tax breaks. And why are we giving the Four Seasons a tax break? They're coming anyway. Right. Like this land that we have, people want to be here and we're giving them tax breaks to be here. And we can't get potholes fixed. Like why? Why are we now taxing local business owners like myself, who have bought the dirt, who live? This is my business. I now have to pay an extra five thousand seven hundred dollars a month because the Weston got a deal. Like I don't understand why our government did that. But he broke it down. It was really interesting. Any insight into that sort of a thing? Well, I,
2: yeah, I'm afraid to uh, step into all that. Um, <laughs> I don't know enough about any individual or collective incentives we've given um, people. I, I've talked to like Bob Mendez, who's councilman, who is an expert in that kind of stuff, and him and others will assure me that those the total incentives aren't that huge of a deal. Um, I think Nashville and, and Tennessee, and this is what I wrote about for three years, is, is state tax reform. <laughs> It's funny, my dad was a CPA. He told me if I became a CPA, would break my arm. And then for three years, all I wrote was about tax issues <laughs> so, and made a lot less money than a CPA would have. Right. Um, but we don't have an income tax. Mm-hmm. And income taxes, yeah, I know it's a it's a four-letter word and it'll never happen in Tennessee. But I was reporters about the last time they even thought about it. The governor proposed it but then didn't push it. So we have a sales tax and a property tax, and those taxes don't either don't go up much in time, or they're very regressive and hit the low income people the hardest. Um, you could say sales tax hits everybody, but 100 percent of what low income people are paying, they're being charged nine and a quarter percent because they're spending it on something. Right. And property tax, well, you're going to say, well, poor people don't own property, so they're you know why does that hit them? But they're renting, and that. Prices built into them, and and then they don't get the tax, you know, the mortgage rebate thing that those of us who own property get. So those two taxes are really regressive. We don't have a state income tax, which one is more progressive, hits the higher income people higher, and um, grows over time without having to raise the rates because people make more money over time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big part of it. That we our tax base is very limited. So what are we going to do? And that's why the state gets, and that's why they decided to build this tourism business, you know, and blah, 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 to get outsiders to pay for everything. I don't know enough about the details of anything because I I don't follow it on that granule level. But like I said before, it's like when I was here in 88, in, in, in these meetings, when the city leaders said we need to grow so we could provide better services for the city, um they even debated whether they should keep the music city moniker or whether that was too hicky for nashville that the nashville that they wanted to create but they the promise was growth was going to fix everything or give us better and i just don't, i can just see it hasn't happened mm-hmm. i think my life has gotten harder <laughs> my day-to-day life my financial life you know yeah I'm, I'm i can't complain like i said i got here 88 and bought property so i'm i'm in good shape um it's harder for people like me and, and or people are just coming to the city so i i look at it that way and i just like i i don't know if i believe in this growth fixes all this trick it was a trickle-down thing that didn't work back in the 80s and you know and, um on the national level and it hasn't really worked locally so do i do i have an answer not really um I, but i think i think the mayor's race like i said is going to be about local versus tourism versus corporate headquarters and about um uh living you know uh, cost of living and way of life here in Nashville at at least I hope it is it's about you know local versus out-of-towner and people have been here for 10 minutes like why are we catering to them
1: right even Uh. stylistically I feel like we cater to the tourists like the restaurants all kind of started to look the same in the last few years. And we've all
2: changed our menus or our systems or whatever yeah. because, okay, how do I deal with a bachelor party of, bachelorette party yeah. of 20 on a weekend? I didn't have to deal with that before. and yeah. A lot of my locals don't – people think this growth is great for our business. And I'm like, well, a lot of my locals don't come anymore on the weekends mm-hmm. because it's t- touristy.
1: I know. The restaurant I work for now, like – my, my mom is here with me with the twins and, and she's like, oh, Friday and Saturdays must be so great. I'm like, they're no better than like, I think those nights are worse because it is more tourist people coming in for like whatever shows at the Franklin theater or they're coming in from broadway or whatever but like monday through thursday those are locals that are coming in to see us and to to buy what they know they love even if they get the burger every time they get the burger every time you know it's it's very different it's a it's more fun to work yeah, the week that's night. the kind
2: of restaurant business i wanted to be in yeah to create those gathering places and mm-hmm. now i go in there i'm like, I don't, I'll never see these customers again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's and, the and, thing. They, and they all want to write reviews like they're like an expert.
1: Yeah, I know. It's a-
0: Do you get people calling, like messaging you saying, hey, I'm an influencer. We have a bachelorette party. Can we, can you feed us for free and we'll talk about you? Do you get a lot oh, of those requests? Oh my
2: God, yeah. The first couple, I didn't know anything about, I'm not an internet guy. So I asked pe- young people, and they're like, and they look it up. Like, well, they have 12 followers. I'm like, really? Do you want to give them a free meal? <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. But it sounded, like, it sounded cool. I'm like, yeah, but it's ridiculous People, will, what people will ask for. Yeah.
0: We're coming to Nashville. We don't want to spend a lot of money. We're going to come eat there. But we'll we'll take a picture while we're there. And is that worth 500 bucks or whatever you're going to spend and eat and drink? And it's like, no, I have to pay my rent with real money.
2: Yeah. In other businesses, you could pay... People don't even know anything about your product. They're just going to hold it up and say, hey, this is great. Mm-hmm. You know, because they have half a million or a million followers and you just pay them X amount of dollars. It's just, it's weird.
0: <laughs> Nashville's an interesting economy. There's, there's, there's a, a lot of, in the bachelor world, like all these people, these influencers that like live here and do, yeah. there was Bachelors last night at, uh, Caitlin Bristow was at yeah. Marathon Music Works last yeah. night. These people just doing these live shows. Like, what? What are you?
1: Well, that's kind of what I mean about like how stylistically Nashville has driven itself toward like influencer culture, which listen, I worked in marketing and social media. Like I do that and I I understand like the need for that. But I do also think, are we selling our soul a little bit?
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: You know, like, yes, I I want you to post about like soy is great because it's small, right? And we were on Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives and there's that Guy Fieri thing right where he like signs the wall with the spray paint or whatever so like people take pictures of that and tag us in it and that's great but they're not taking pictures of the food as often they're taking pictures of that and i'm like well (laughs) you're gonna buy the food though like that's why i need you here we don't sell liquor or beer or wine so like you have to buy the food for us to do anything (laughs) so we haven't made like an instagramable thing that just happened but like so many places like i'm thinking of that one place the name i've never been to the hampton social oh yeah everybody stops and takes a picture in front of that sign. They have like a neon sign and a greenery and it's beautiful. Or like the Fairlane hotel just announced today, they're doing their uh, bloom house. So they have a bunch of flowers hanging from the ceiling and it is absolutely gorgeous. And that's great. I, this is not hate to any of those businesses. It's just, those are gorgeous, but I am going there to drink or I'm going there to eat. I'm not just going there for the ambiance as a local person.
2: Yeah, it's a
0: different... It As like a local person, you're not going there at all. Not
1: yeah, to I've those never places. been to either of those places, but... I haven't
2: either, but to get it back to me, because this is about me, right? <laughs> um, that alleyway at FIDO with the, the mural with the yeah, lips. Yeah, with the lips. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's like everybody needs to take their picture there. Uh-huh. And bachelorette parties will show up in buses that park in my lot while they take the picture and then they get back on the bus and go somewhere else to take a picture. And like, well, you're taking up all these spots in my lot. Can you just buy some coffee do they ever sometimes yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i'm I'm not complaining and it brings people there that mural but the mural brings people there the coffee doesn't the burgers across the street any nothing yeah whatever it's the The mural Mural chaser which is interesting it's all like you said it's it's this influencer instagrammable world
0: Mm -hmm. i came to nashville i took pictures in five murals like did you get to go see the parthenon what 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 is that i don't Mm -hmm. even what's the parthenon like and you know there's, there's a full scale <laughs> replica of the Parthenon right down. Oh yeah, we didn't see that at all. Like, yeah. I, there could to, be. I like, could learn something.
2: It's hard to get that in a photo <laughs> or, and with yourself. That's perspective. But there's an Instagrammable museum. I don't know what they call it downtown, where you just pay twenty five bucks and you can take your picture in front of all these different things. You know? Really, I didn't know about that. Yeah, that's right. My kids go. My kids go to school downtown, and so you just find these weird places.
1: Wow. <laughs>
0: I tell you, what do you think about transportainment? <laughs> That's part of my nine point plan. <laughs> what, why
2: did we not? I did. I, you should have read it. It's like you read it. You'd even read it. I want I you to forward
1: this to me. I want to I read need, it. All. Yeah,
0: I need to see it. I don't know what to I looked on my email. I didn't see which email you sent it to. I have like six different ones. It so.
1: really, really does. Just, yeah.
2: Um, no, I, it's crazy. I mean, it's like, it's a, to me, it, you could look at it as symbolic of what we want the city to be. Mm. I mean, those things are going around downtown, right where we have a public, you know, one of the top academic magnet schools in the city. Yeah. And they're getting these not only are they drunk and barely clothed and loud music, but they all sing off key too. I mean it's just natural. <laughs> Can't they require them to sing on key? So, no, it's like, who is the city for? Yeah. And even the 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 legislator, you know, they banned it for a while. They made them enclose it, but they're saying, oh, that was just a pause until we regulate them. I'm like, regulate them? Why are they allowed it all? Yeah. It's like the scooters on the street.
1: Yeah. And it all goes like 12 miles per hour, so you're just stuck behind them you stuck behind like it, and you're like
2: in, I mean, is this a city for kids and families, yeah. or is it for tourists and bachelorette? I mean, yeah. So, I don't know. It's I, I see having a balance, but I don't.
0: I, I, I've never had a problem with the transportainment because... I don't. I'm not downtown. I don't live downtown. It's not a. But they're coming in.
2: I was going to say they're going into. They're going everywhere now.
1: Yeah. Now they're in like Midtown too. And
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but like the perspective of you know there's schools downtown and people acting like that is just no. I I can see that. I was I. I, I've always had a problem with people that were like living in Brentwood that just hated them. I'm (laughs) like, why do you hate those? Like, well, well, they're just loud. And I'm like you live in Brentwood like you're not even going down you don't work downtown you've never
2: yeah that's another going back to um the tax rate and everything else there's so many people living in Franklin and Brentwood working downtown it's like when people move to town they're like oh you need to live in Franklin or Brentwood but then they work downtown and we don't capture that it's another cost to Nashville that we just hard to capture
1: yeah I used to work downtown when I lived in Franklin too and I'll tell you I don't get it that commute yeah. sucked because if you're stuck on 65 like you're stuck, you're stuck. on 65
0: <laughs> i found your email you found me
2: i found the news it wasn't as funny as my normal april fool's day jokes i'm gonna
1: subscribe fun. to your newsletter yeah. now though just
2: just once a year is great and you know, april fool's day is usually the fun time
1: okay
0: yeah i pass a resolution declaring nashville children are a priority and then make decisions <laughs> Like whether it's a good idea to allow drunk, barely clothed people singing loud country music off key in a, in any sort of vehicle on our public streets. There you go. I think you nailed it right there.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. The off key part was my favorite. <laughs> <part of that laughs> it's sense. not in Nashville. You can't be off key. You can't be off key.
1: You don't have to give your opinion on the person, but did you see the SNL skit with Marsha Blackburn over the weekend? The what with Marsha? SNL did a Marsha Blackburn no, skit. I need to check Oh my that God. Out. It was so funny. Like I... I'm pretty vocal about I don't agree with her. You don't have to be, but I am pretty vocal about that. Um but anyway, the skit was so funny. Like they nailed the impersonation, which is the important part like of SNL. You gotta nail the impersonation, you know? It was so funny. So definitely, yeah, watch it. It's on the weekend update.
0: I thought that the uh that there there was a skit where they did a doll.
1: Yeah, I saw that one.
0: What's the funniest skit?
1: They did a like they did like an HSN <laughs> skit and um the guy that came on was selling a doll. And the doll had rainbow dreadlocks and they were like, you could grow them. (laughs) Like you just had to push a button and they would grow longer. But mechanically, right. Where the hair was coming from ended up looking like a 1970s playboy (laughs) with the rainbow dreadlocks. Um,
0: it's one of the fun. I, I, I felt asleep. My wife told me about it the next day and I had to watch it on YouTube. Yeah. It was pretty damn It funny. was a
1: really good episode, actually. <laughs> but, like, anyway, the Marshall Blackburn, like, impersonation is so good. And anytime we make headlines for stuff, I'm always like, oh, what do we make headlines for? <laughs> like, That's, what are we in the news about?
2: Yeah, I don't, yeah. We can get it. You should have local pol- political radio. I'll, I'll say thing, other things.
0: <laughs> well, you have imposed a double sales tax on Very breakfasts cool. and lunches bought downtown by people who live in counties surrounding nashville and work in davidson county
2: (laughs) yeah i mean they're using up our services and they're not really paying property or much sales tax whatever so that's very creative yeah well these are just you know i try to parody all the thoughts i've been thinking about um,
0: protect our city's look feel and taste by imposing rent control for the locally owned small businesses that help make nashville become the it city Amen. There you go. Reduce the city-wide average price of a cocktail to less than double the hourly minimum wage. Mm-hmm. What if we had like a local <laughs> card? You lived here a decade.
1: Yeah, people did oh, real well with vaccination you like a,
0: And yeah. you walk up, <laughs> and you have like a local think discount card. Than, I, I agree you like It's say, look, look,
2: you, more than 10 years, though. That, it's before See, look, we I,
0: don't count, yeah, I don't count then.
1: I don't count. That's okay.
0: 20 it's okay. years? Wow. So I think 15? Yeah,
2: 15, 15. Yeah. My based my piece on 15 years. So 15 to 20 years, I think if you've been here, you've,
0: you helped build the city into the Ip city. You get to have like an actual local card. That'd be good. And You go somewhere like and like that. that drink will be $25. Like, Oh, actually I have this card. And like, Oh, actually that's $15 for you.
2: Yeah, I think Fantastic. That, I, I've add a 10th tenth, a tenth point to my seven point plan. 10th point. <laughs> you know <laughs> who you
1: remind me of? And I hope you take this as a compliment. I, you remind me of like a mix between. Cause you seem to see like the ridiculousness of a lot of this, but also like the sincerity that it needs to be better at some point. Right. You, you seem to really want it to be better, but so much of it is ridiculous. We're talking about transtainment Like that's ridiculous. I, I feel like there's a little bit of David Sedaris meets like George Carlin.
2: Ooh, I'll take that. Yeah. Okay, good. I was I'll hoping, I was like, I hope you like those people. Definitely take that. <laughs> I think I'm surprised you're, you, you you remember who George, or you know who George Carlin I love is.
1: stand-up and I love books. So okay. like if I, I, that's just like, I'm really an old soul. I just haven't lived here that long. Yeah,
2: George Carlin. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take any comparison. Well, not any <laughs> not comparison. Not any. Yeah, I could get
1: a little left. <laughs>
0: I like that. I like your point number uh, seven. I think it might be the best one. Which, which, which one's that? Point number seven: Have the city maintain at all times at least one route from Old Hickory <laughs> Boulevard to downtown that doesn't have a speed bump or a pothole. Yeah,
2: I've, I forgot there. You have constru- to. I meant construction. I forgot to put constructions on in there too. But yes,
0: <laughs> it is one route, at least one route to downtown. Like, I a Hillsborough, like if it's, it's Hillsboro or if it's West End, High 100, Whatever one, it is. one yeah, route just pick one. that goes straight in.
2: Yeah, and I picked Old Hickory because it kind of circles the city, so it's yeah. we all get one.
0: Old Hickory, if you figure it out, Old Hickory goes I, I Listen, if
1: I'm, if I, I like I said, really bad at directions, but like if I hit Old Hickory, I can usually figure out where I am because I know all the stuff on it in the various parts of the cities, but I don't know that I could get there blindly, except from Brentwood.
2: And I hate to say, I've been here 30... Almost 34 years. Can you drive around Old Hickory all the way around the city or is it just break up? I don't, I know it's all around the city, but can you actually drive it all?
0: I've never done it.
2: I know. I keep, I keep wanting to do that.
0: All right. Their next episode, I'm going to bring microphones and we're going to bring <laughs> we could you do and it like I, Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld. it's going to be me and Bob driving Old Hickory. It's going a whole episode. It's going to take us three hours, but it's going to be the episode. We're just going to be driving Old Hickory. We're going to find out where it starts and where it stops. That'd be good. And then we'll know.
2: There you go. I'll we'll share it good.
0: with everybody in town. I don't think anybody knows the actual answer to that.
1: I hope somebody DMs us and is like, I bet Here's you
2: <laughs> the
0: same person whose house I broke into. There <laughs> you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Way to
0: bring it back. That was nice. That's full circle right there. Absolutely. Um, Bob, this has been a lot of fun. Did we talk to anything that I you d- wanted to discuss today? I don't
2: today? know. I mean, I didn't know what I was going to be in for, but no. I mean, I need. <laughs>
0: Do you want to talk about your we businesses? Got a, we got a great, How can people we got support a great you? Great burger special.
2: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: funny. People come in, and I always say this isn't a podcast about food. It's about food people, right? Because it's okay, all about I feel people. Better than okay. I'm Is, oh this, yeah, you're on navigation. People under come, no in, people come in and like, I'm sorry, I didn't talk about my restaurant too much. And I'm like, I don't, I didn't care about your restaurant. I cared about you. I wanted, <laughs> I want people to hear this and go, I want to go support that guy's places because he's really cool or interesting or. That's so kind of the story. Me
1: of George Carlin and David's. Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, no, when I used to have these black glasses, and people thought I looked like Fred Armisen. So I, that's, really? where I, that's where I thought you were going. No, I could, but see, I could that. see that. I could see that I for could sure. That. Yeah. So that's where I thought you were going. But you, I, I, I'll take the other one.
1: <laughs> I mean, Fred Armisen is definitely a compliment too, though. He's pretty.
2: Yeah, no. I'm not sure I have said it. I think you said one of the seven words we can't say on TV, but I don't think I did.
1: Oh, we say all of the words. That oh. you
0: can't yeah, we say it. all the words you can't.
1: I say I TV. I did stop myself and so said it, shit. Fuck, playboy. damn, fuck <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't the say pussy. That, say best bit. I didn't that say was that. you, not me. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's, it's okay. Say, yeah, I this is an uncensored episode. Yeah, don't tell your kids not to listen.
0: I'm sure they're Google that that comedy okay. skit now. I think George Carlin, oh my god, there's so so many amazing bits. I'm not I'm not i will gonna get myself in trouble. I'm gonna
2: I'm going have to yeah talk find about. a link to those. You just change your day. Bits. <laughs> yeah, that's. All right. All right. Anything else or are we done? No, we're no? not done. We always have one we have Uh-oh. one final
0: thing. We have a we have a task for you. A task. I think this will be a good one for him. I think he's gonna enjoy yeah. this. The end of every show. We ask our guest to take us out. So whatever you wanna say, as long as you wanna say it. You're talking to whoever's listening. I have no idea. If there's anybody listening. Um, (laughs) I know some people do. Whatever you want to say, as long as you want to say it, you get to take us out. The mic is yours. Go.
2: Oh, I was confused. Or I thought I had to go take you out to lunch or something. <laughs> well, that
0: too. That too. <laughs> that too. I am so hungry. It is wow, time for lunch.
2: That's kind of like on my 50th birthday, I called. I wanted to have 50 lunches that people bought me. I, I didn't get to all 50, but... Um,
0: I'll go buy you lunch. What a great idea. Let's was, go. That was a long time. You ever been to Brown's Diner?
2: Yeah. That's been a long time ago that I turned... Uh, but I don't eat meat anymore. Oh, you don't? Oh. So no. No more Brown's Diner for me. Oh. I'll uh, take you out. Um...
0: The mic is just whatever you want to say. Gosh. This is your op-ed time. Go.
2: Can I sing? No, you don't want to. You
1: can do whatever you want to <laughs> do. I can, but you better stay in key. Literally whatever
0: you want to do. Yeah, it's got to be in key. That's <laughs> no, for sure. <damage. laughs> Forget that then.
2: Um, I don't know. Thank, I mean, I just support Logan. You caught me off guard here. I shouldn't should have known that.
1: It's okay, we do this. He does it to everyone.
2: Yeah. Um, have fun. I mean, be, yeah. Keep Nashville cool. Keep Nashville. I don't... I. Wish I had a slogan for you. I don't. Yeah, but Austin
1: really took the good one. Keep Austin weird. Oh,
2: I th- Austin! I yeah. think you meant like
1: Oh, Austin, a person first name Austin. No. I'm like just Austin, Austin Texas. Austin beat me. Took a Really good one. <laughs> um, no support. I guess
2: I'll just stick with support local, and then ten minutes later, I'll call you with something better that you can plug <laughs> <Deal>. in. <laughs> plug in something <laughs> better. editing, I got. I got nothing.
0: Deal. well bob thank you for joining us today thank it's been you. a lot of fun i would um i always say i said i'd love to have you back we gotta do this again we'll just keep up to date with you and if you ever have something interesting you want to say you can always just call me and say <laughs> you know where we are we're right <laughs> down the street now from you.
2: i know where you are
0: now I'm in i mean i want
2: to go do the podcast on the st- well i won't <laughs> say where this other place right, is. after <laughs> this let's go walk over there and knock well, on the door and do just do see that. who it is we could do it let's sure. do it it's, i'm serious yeah okay Okay. will
0: right, well, yeah. in the in the intro to this show i'll let you know how that goes <laughs> If you have to bail us out of jail or not, because okay. we've just completely walked in on somebody's uh, whole vibe. Bob, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for the coffee. Yep, enjoy. So if you come and do next interview, I'll have Bongo Java coffee for
2: yeah, you. Yeah, anytime you need coffee, just call me and I'll... You, you don't even have to air the show. We'll just talk for a while and just pretend. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, to- I'll think I'm being famous, but all I have... All doing daughter's giving you coffee. I have have
0: some things I'm in the works on that I'm going to tell you about here in just a minute. I'm not willing to do on air yet, but I think you'll like them. Cool. Thanks for being here, man. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks, you too. Big, big thanks to Bob Bernstein for joining us uh, here in studio. After finally finding the studio, you guys heard him talk about the story at the beginning where he went to a different house. He went to the right address, but on the wrong street. And so we left here, it was raining and I said, well, hop in the car, let's go back to that house. So we went back to the house and we knocked on the front door and there was, there's was like a big, it's like a coffee table, but it's full of cookbooks with like a door on top. It was crazy. And so then we walked around to the back of this house where the kitchen was, he explained. And there was, there was a kitchen and then there was like a full on like selfie stick type thing. It was like a, a a place where you could record live shows. And I was like, what is going on here? And we saw some pictures. Nobody came to it. I wasn't going to walk back in. But we got back to the car, and I brought the coffee. We'll, we'll bring them coffee. It'll be great. Tell the story. And then he looked up online, like, whose house is this? Because there's a lot of cool stuff going on. And he found out. He's like, oh, this is so-and-so's house. And he knew the person. And I'm like, Nashville is such a, a crazy, cool, small town. But this is a person uh, who's a political person and probably does interviews. I can totally imagine that they do interviews. And they had a famous, well, let's say famous, they had children that were um, also well-known. So it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool little moment. And um, I just want to say big thanks to Bob for joining the show. I have so much fun talking to people like him who just, I don't know, he's so thoughtful. Just an amazing dude. And we thank you, the listener, for listening today. Hope that everything uh, is going well. Hope you had a wonderful Easter. And again, stay tuned this Friday for Jeffrey Ezel. And then again, a week from today, we're going to be talking to Marcy and Star from Anz Blue. Hope you guys have a wonderful weekend, and uh, hope have a wonderful week coming up. And uh, hope you're being safe. Love you guys.